0: Sales Paradise, Episode 4.
1: Be aware of the image that you are projecting to the marketplace. At the same time, be yourself.
0: If you want to learn how to love every day of your sales career, you're in the right place. This is Sales Paradise. Now here's your host... Our dad, Chandler Barron. <laughs> On today's episode, we have Derek Strickland. Uh, he has over 20 years of sales experience, and he's a best-selling author of two books. One is Social Proof, and the other is Secrets to Stress-Free Selling. Uh, he's actually from my hometown, Nashville, Tennessee, but we had not met before this. But so, Derek, welcome to Paradise.
1: Well, thanks so much, Chandler. And thank, first, thanks so much for having me on the podcast. I love the show. And I think it's just something you're, you're doing that is great for the sales community, uh, regardless of what level uh, of sales that that person is in. I think it's it's something that's really great that you've got going. So,
0: Oh, well, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's actually been a lot of fun. I've gotten to meet quite a few people and kind of talk to them even offline and, and learn a lot. So, But tell me a little bit more about yourself.
1: I do have twenty years, twenty plus years, uh, in the sales field, and just a quick overview of, you know, where I am, where I come from. I do uh, live and uh, work in the greater Nashville community. I'm originally from Houston, Texas, and got my uh, got my sales feet wet, so to speak, in the car sales industry, and did that for. For uh, five years back in the 90s, and that's led to um, many evolutions of my sales path and career, but uh, it's been a great adventure.
0: What type of cars did you sell?
1: Hmm. I originally sold GM products, whether it was Jeep, Chrysler, Plymouth, finally finished that out in the luxury lineup of BMWs.
0: What are the chances that you can still get us a discount?
1: I am (laughs) not even where I can get you a discount. I'm not even where I can get me a discount. Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) I wish that I could. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, now I want to take you back into your past. I want you to remember the worst sales call that you've ever been on, and I want you to tell us about it, and we want to feel the pain with you. Well, you know,
1: and you saying the worst, it's kind of hard to choose from because in 20 years, there's... There's been a lot of worst. (laughs) So uh, one that comes to mind is uh, I was I was new at a company and it was in B2B or business to business sales. I'm prospecting on the phone, which I will tell you there is one thing about me. I, I don't do that anymore. I can go into that a little later, but I have my reasons. But I was prospecting on the phone, reaching out to a company that seemed like they'd be the right fit. I get my you know, spiel down of how I'm going to approach this and make my introductions. The lady answers the phone. She's very nice. I tell her I'd love to come and visit with her, you know, regarding ABC company. And she pauses and she says, are you, are you being serious right now? And I said, yes, I'm being, I'm being (laughs) serious goes, I wouldn't let anyone from ABC company walk through my doors for anything. And I'm, you know, what do you do with that? I'm, I'm dumbfounded at that point. And the bottom line is she had had a really bad experience with that company. A lesson for me was I did not do any pre-work before this call. I didn't utilize our CRM, the client record management software, or I might have seen, you know, don't reach, don't reach out to this company uh, if you know what's good for you. So that's so, what the
0: CRM is for. I've, I've always wondered that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. They help
0: Yeah, if people use them, they got to be used. <laughs> well, what happened after that? Were you able to ever get back in? No, they, they were a
1: loss. <laughs> that was, that was shake the dust off your feet and, and go on to the next city. If you, if you, if you, you know, if you know what I mean with that, but so they're
0: no longer on your, um, they're Christmas not on the card rate. list or anything? No, they're not
1: on the meet and greet. They're not on the, you know, <laughs> the gift drop routine. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, using, uh, I've used different CRMs such as Salesforce. I use one now that's called Lasso. Very good. And, and again, when I, was, when I was saying that it really, it's only as good as if, if the company uses it and each person that needs to use it, use it because let's say you and I work, shoulder to shoulder and you've spoken with ABC company and you recorded notes and you know you're supposed to reach back out to them on Tuesday and I just pick up the phone and call them and I'm trying to set an appointment with them well that turns into a circus and they're thinking do we even know what's going on within our own organization. It just, it looks unprofessional. So as long as people are utilizing those CRMs and then your coworkers are actually looking the information up, it really just helps keep everyone on the same page.
0: Yeah. Lately, it seems like the CRM seems to be used more of a tracking tool uh, for, you know, just monitoring what the sales reps are doing uh, from the management perspective. But really it's easy to forget that it's a It's a tool for the sales rep, you know, for them to basically get intel before they go in, them to track it, them to be able to monitor the accounts themselves.
1: Absolutely. That's a great way to check for any hot buttons that might be on the radar that someone has noted. Uh, Perhaps the people don't have a, a purchasing budget until Q4. You just don't know until you research those notes. And a lot of times people might think, well, this, I don't have time to research the notes. Believe me, you have time and you want to make the time to research those notes because it can be the difference between making and breaking a very good opportunity.
0: Yeah, with your Houston connection, I'll use this example. I remember back when the Houston Oilers football team came to Tennessee and became the Tennessee Titans, you know, it was important for me to look through notes of someone if I was you know, calling on uh, someone in Texas or That's especially right. down in Houston. That's right. You know, I didn't want there to be any hard feelings. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And on that note, yes, I I had the Oilers back when they couldn't quite win a Super Bowl, and and then I followed them up here, and and now I'm waiting for them to win their first Super Bowl. So uh, just a different name, just yeah. a different name of the same team. So. <laughs>
0: Well, Derek, tell me about your uh, your books. You have two best-selling books. Uh what are they about? And also, why did you even want to write a book?
1: Yeah, so and thanks for asking. So um I have a couple of books that came out in 2016. The first one is called Secrets to Stress-Free Selling: A Cure for the Common Cold Call. And that <laughs> so that Anyone that has ever done cold calls will understand the, the little pun behind that. But this book actually came about because in my role in various companies, I would often be asked to help coach other salespeople uh, across the country within our organization and coach into the aspects of how to more easily set an appointment with decision makers Uh, A lot of things that people were getting caught up on were getting, you know, stuck with the quote gatekeeper uh, that would protect from getting to the decision maker and and things like that. And for those that aren't familiar with the gatekeeper term, uh, consider it an administrative assistant that closely guards the decision maker from receiving phone calls from would be salespeople. So um, it came about where I developed a a system and plan in place for myself to avoid making cold calls. I am one of those people that have always dreaded making a cold call. And it's not because I have, you know, a resistance to having phone conversations, but I looked at it, I've done research on it. One of the research things I typed in, you know, success rate of cold calls and some different professionals and analysts in the area had said that cold calling, while it does have a level of success, is considered the least successful form of selling to prospects. And so when I thought about that, I've worked for organizations that, you know, what do they tell you to do? That's how you prospect. Get on the phones, make 60 calls a day or what. It's like a numbers game is what we're told. It's a numbers game. Yeah, it's a numbers game. Yeah, you don't like to do it, but it's a numbers game. And eventually you'll get that. And so it's true. It is a numbers game. But when I started looking into statistics as to what kind of success rate, it was very eye opening. And the other thing that I looked at it is like this. I don't like to pick up the phone and call Chandler Barron, who doesn't even know me, and try to... Just grab his attention within ten seconds to let me either speak to him about something he's not even expecting, or you know, try to meet with me over someone he doesn't even know. I don't want to make that call, and I in turn would not want to receive that call. So I thought, you know, what? So what do we do? Do we just go to a got, movie yeah, or way? what? There's
0: got to be a <laughs> way.
1: We just we go on. We go to Sales Paradise and we yeah. Just for the day. So, so I started really utilizing a little tool called LinkedIn. And when I started using that, and when I say using it, I started using it about four years prior to having any real success with it because I wasn't using it in the right way. And I started listening to different podcasts that talk about um, LinkedIn and so forth and developed a way that I, for the last six years, I have not picked up a phone uh, literally i have not made one cold call in the last 6 years and have closed virtually 98% of all of my business oh, wow. through through an initiation of linkedin conversations and that uh, that's one of the key elements to that book secrets to stress-free selling it helps take someone from that you know that that image of the sales rep if you will uh, to an elevated, you know, system of doing things that takes them more to the trusted advisor, the consultant, and that's what I like to do, and that's what my my adventure and my journey in sales has taken me to. And really uh, quickly, the uh, the that book really had. Um, a very surprising, uh, reception to me. I, I was not a professional writer. Uh, I, you know, did it. I, I did the best that I knew how to do without any type of, you know, formal education on writing. And it did go to, um, the bestseller category on Amazon, which was great. Um, and I've actually had people from across the nation reach out uh, via email, via phone call, to let me know, "Hey, I'm up in Buffalo, New York. You don't know me, but I just finished your book, and I'm sitting there thinking, how, how did they even know? About <laughs> this book? How, how am I up in Buffalo, New York? You just never know. You, that's one thing I will say. I believe that anyone in this business that has, you know, familiar with sales, you have a uh, a story to tell. You have a book within you, and you would be surprised at what people can get from, you know, your history and what you've learned from your processes. You might think, you know, they're embarrassing, or you might think that, you know, they're not, you know, everybody knows this. Everybody doesn't know it. And and that was something that's very eye-opening. And the second book, Social Proof, the incomparable brand of you incorporated. I really put a lot of effort into this and, and really love this book. I was very pleased with how it came out. Of course, being the second book, I feel like it it came across a lot better, a little more professional. <laughs> and it's really talking to the per, to anyone out there that is in business development. And it's really anyone that's in any type of business. It talks about the fact that we have our own personal brand. Whether it is good, bad, uh, funny, crazy, whatever that is, there is a reason that people do or do not do business with you or associate with you or interact with you or become friends with you. There is something about you in particular that have, you have a brand uh, that is unique only to you and it's very important for us to realize that realize we're putting something out there and is it really the message that we want to deliver to attract and retain the type of business the type of clients the type of friends and associates that we want and and I took you know some time to put that into into writing and and it seems to have done very well Uh, as well. So I've been very pleased with that. Well, I think
0: both books really complement each other. Um, The the secret to stress-free selling, I see lessons actually broader than just a rep making cold calls. I mean, it could be like a pharmaceutical rep having to hit the quota of office visits per day. And it would be so easy to just get caught up in just going through the motions. And this book is reminding us to rethink the logic of what we're doing and how we can make it better instead of just accepting going through the motions
1: exactly it, i couldn't agree more uh, my message certainly is isn't to the people out there that you know if management is telling you that, that you've got to make the cold calls well that's pretty straightforward if you choose to work there then you need to do what they're telling you to do but i think you you put it into a really good term by going through the motions and i think that's what people look at certain sales activity is just going through the motions instead I I highly recommend, you know, do what, what works. Don't necessarily just go through the motions. If you have to pick up the phone and call someone, don't do it to check a box. Think about before you're doing it, what are you really trying to do? Are you trying to sell your company in 10 seconds? That's not going to happen. Are you trying to get permission to meet them? That can happen. You know, think about what you're really trying to do instead of just saying, "I got to knock these 50 calls out."
0: And I've I've been someone that's fallen into that that trap, and and so uh, I kept thinking. I remember when I was younger, in my 20s, had a job to where I felt like, okay, I'm kind of trapped here. I have to do all this um, and just go through the motions. But um, looking back, I guess you know, after 25 years of sales experience. I look back and think, okay, well, this is what I could have done differently. I could have still empowered myself to do exactly what you're saying, you know, making the most out of that. That's what I like about, I guess, going back to the social proof book, even like your own brand, you can do that if you are having to make certain amounts of calls, whether they're on the phone or in person, Um, reps, when they are trying to get a different job or get a promotion, you can be empowered to brand yourself into your next position.
1: Oh, thank you, and absolutely. That's that's the goal of it. It really is, you know, a brand. People might think of the, you know, the Starbucks logo, the Apple logo. Well, they they see that, and they if you're an Apple fan, I'm I'm on an Apple now. (laughs) I'm an Apple (laughs) diehard. I'm me too. But when I see that logo, because of the reputation that that company has had for making quality products, because I've bought from them before. If I see a new product come out that has that Apple logo, I'm going to give it my attention. I may not, that may not be my product of choice, but i automatically associate that little, you know, bite taken out of an Apple logo with a company that I love and trust. And so the same thing with, you know, the Chandler Barons of the world or the Derek Strickland's it's when people see your name, When they see something that you're doing, they will automatically, whatever that person's doing, I have an interest. I want to know more because of what they've already laid out as a foundation as to who they are, what their business model is, what their ethics are, you know, what their demeanor is and so forth.
0: Yeah, it really works with companies or us as individuals. Oh, Derek, that music, you know what that means? It is time for the last call, lightning round questions. Derek, are you ready for the lightning round questions? Ooh, I love a lightning round. (laughs) All right. Do you have a favorite quote you would like to share with the audience?
1: I do. Psalm 40, verse 4, blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust. That's a good one. I like it.
0: (laughs) I've lived by it for years. (laughs) Well, for all of our cellmates listening, do you have a book that you really want them to read?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a couple of them. Um, let's see. The One Minute Manager. That's great. Even if you're not into management, The One Minute Manager. Uh, simple reading books. Don't sweat the small stuff. And it's all small stuff. Uh, I I absolutely you know love those types of books. Um, what is uh, Extreme Ownership? That is a very eye-opening book. Military figures that have now gone on into corporate uh, engagement and they really teach people to, you know, take, take hold of the reins and, and take responsibility for what's yours.
0: Nice. Well, tell us, do you have any type of uh, morning routine or something that helps you get ready for the day? I do. Um, Regardless of what time my
1: day starts, my, my alarm goes off at 6 a.m. And I will spend time putting my day into a written, well, mine's into a type, but still written plan, a written plan every single day. I category categorize my things from, you know, A B C. A is a must do, B is a I need to get it done, C, it can wait another day. And then I categorize each of those one, two, three. The day's not over until the must do's have all been completed. Uh, after that. I do Bible study with my wife, we have time with prayer, I do some light exercise, and uh, by then, you know, I'm on my second or third cup of coffee. So um, I'm ready in more ways than one to, to tackle whatever's happening for the day, I hope.
0: Well, that's, that's quite a bit. I mean, mine uh, typically has been, my routine is just wait till my wife drinks enough coffee to where I can start talking. But, mm, but, uh, yes. <laughs> But other than that, I need to actually probably add some things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm the first one up in my house. So. Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> no, that's great, though. Um, as far as this, uh, this year, is there anything that you're most excited about?
1: You know, I'm excited about just continued growth and success in my business and in the marketplace in general. Uh, as, as the listeners know, of course, we talk a little bit more about the Nashville market. That's where we're at in middle Tennessee and so forth. Our market is booming and I don't care what type of business that you are in. This is a year to really, you know, catapult your career to the next level with, with the right determination and focus. This is a great time in the economy and it's a great time. Like, like I said, for growth. And that can be expansions in the marketplace for new businesses. It could be new people moving into the markets, Uh, just more opportunities than we've ever seen before. And so I'm very excited, you know, about moving forward and, you know, finishing out this year. But uh, I'm very excited about everything else that's in store for 2018.
0: Well, not that everything was not good, but let's give us um, maybe a one sentence takeaway message for all the sales reps listening.
1: Let's see. I would definitely, something that I try to share with everyone is, is really be aware of the image that you are projecting to the marketplace. At the same time, be yourself, be who you are. If you're a little more on the introverted side, it's okay. There's introverted people and extroverted people that will be attracted to your personality. But, Be true to yourself in in how you do business, but consider the message that you are sending out. Is it what you're trying to convey? Is it professional? Is it trustworthy? Is it dependable? And those are the types of things that people base their decisions on whether or not they want to buy from you, do business with you, associate with you. So I encourage you, take time to really reflect and think about, the message that you want to convey to your prospective clientele
0: excellent well Derek Strickland thank you so much today for joining us here in sales paradise
1: hey Chandler thank you so much it's been my pleasure